Preface of a History of the Philippines. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Preface This book has been prepared at the suggestion of the educational authorities for pupils in the public high schools of the Philippines as an introduction to the history of their country. Its preparation occupied about two years. While the author was busily engaged in other duties, much of it being written while he was traveling or exploring in different parts of the archipelago. No pretensions are made to an exhaustive character for the book. For the writer, as well as for the pupil for whom it is intended, it is an introduction to the study of the history of Malaysia. Considerable difficulty has been experienced in securing the necessary historical sources, but it is believed that the principal ones have been read. The author is greatly indebted to the Honorable Dr. Pardo de Tavera for the use of rare volumes from his library, and he wishes to acknowledge also the kindness of Mr. Manuel Riarete, Chief of the Bureau of Archives, for permission to examine public documents. The occasional reprints of the old Philippines histories have, however, been used more frequently than the original editions. The splendid series of reprinted works of the Philippines promised by Miss Blair and Mr. Robertson was not begun in time to be used in the preparation of this book. The appearance of this series will make easy a path which the present writer has found comparatively difficult and will open the way for an incomparably better history of the Philippines than has ever yet been made. The drawings of the ethnographic subjects which partly illustrate this book were made from objects in the Philippine Museum by Anselmo Espirito, a teacher in the public schools of Manila. They are very accurate. Above everyone else in writing this book, the author is under obligations to his wife, without whose constant help and encouragement it could not have been written. Preface to the Second Edition The first edition of this book, which appeared in the summer of 1905, has been exhausted for some time, and another issue seems called for. The book has received some severe criticism, especially from its treatment of the work of Roman Catholic Church and the policy pursued at times by the Spanish government. I have carefully reviewed all of these criticisms that come to my attention and have concluded that, almost with exception, the statement should remain as first presented. The book, therefore, appears again practically without alteration except for the correction of typographical errors and the occasional modification of a paragraph. On the other hand, several friends who have been good enough to read the volume have urged that it be written on a more extended plan, allowing larger treatment to certain topics. I have not done this for two reasons. First, because of a lack of requisite leisure. Second, because some further time must yet elapse before certain indispensable material is available. This includes the competition of the source publication by Miss Blair and Mr. Robertson. The Philippines Islands now issued up to volumes 59, the publication of the insurgent war records and specially the bringing to light or better ordering of material both private and official bearing on the last decade of Spanish rule. 
the period of 1860 to 1898 is one of the consummate interest. It covers the period when the Spanish government was trying to reform its administration in keeping with the progress of the islands, when the forces of reaction were persistently triumphing, and when the rapidly expanding development of the people itself constantly resulted in high, larger and higher aspirations. Some of the most salutary lessons of colonial history are contained in this epoch. What the Spanish government then faced, other colonial powers will shortly be facing, and the history of this period of unrest and transition can hardly be written too large. This is the portion of the present volume for which I feel apology is most due. However, I will say again, this book is only an introduction to the history of the Philippines under Spanish and American rule. It may be added further that some few years more must elapse before, before the work of American and in the Philippines can be properly presented. The view given in chapter 13 is of the American government at the time of its organization and first efforts. Five years have since elapsed and in that brief period remarkable results have been attained, which must, however, be carried still further before their full consequence will be disclosed. There has been established between the races a new standard of relationship of far more importance than any tangible results. The spirit of the efforts has been aptly characterized by a most competent French critic as the substitution of the principle of partnership for that of domination. It remarks an advance in the intercourse of races for which the world is most in need. The successful establishment of this principle in the government of Philippines will be sufficient to set achievements of the first American civil governor beside the greatest results of administrators of foreign colonies. By the time these pages appear to the Filipino people will have chosen a representative legislative assembly with the legal capacity, for the first time in the history of the islands, to express the general desire and will. It goes without saying that its voice will have great weight with the American nation. What will it demand? The program of an independent Philippines under the disinterested protection to the United States would seem to be an impossibility. No nation least of all America, with a tradition aversion to foreign complications, would undertake the guarantee, the integrity, or the internal peace of the Philippines without an adequate control of administration. As long as America bears any responsibility for the Philippines, the ultimate administrative authority must be with those of her own choosing. Complete independence, freeing America definitely from all burden and further interest, is on the author hand an intelligible program and admissible among practical policies. But the greatest peril of the archipelago lies in the possibility of the Philippine Assembly seeking this separation and in the disposition of the American people to welcome such a solution. Separation too early realized would lead to disaster. There is no shortcut to Philippine nationality. Its attainment is a long task calling for infinite patience and self-control. The population must 
greatly increase and must effectively occupy the entire archipelago satisfactory relations with the pagan and mahmudin people must be established education must do its work and the social order be entirely transformed before the basis of the national life is laid yet the aspiration for national existence cannot justly be discouraged it is a motive power under which the greatest of popular triumphs have been achieved the situation is one peculiarly delicate and yet full of greatest promise there is very reason why the both americans and filipinos should hold to their task with constant devotion and watchfulness over self there could be no better motto for all who are engaged in the undertaking that the words of the present secretary of war on whom more than on any other man rests the immediate future of the philippines in my view it is entirely fulfilled david p paros end of preface